Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Hey, Grizz. Hey, John. Uh, let's go over real quick what you've got lined up for us today. Uh, we're going to start oh, off with Steve. It yeah. is incredible, John. What we got out, we're going to talk about musky fishing. We're going to talk about trout fishing. We're going to talk about elk hunting. We're going to talk about really rare species uh, that they hunt and the way they hunt them over in Europe. Uh, we got a professional elk hunter who's going to talk about all the elk hunting. We got an advisor, a trip advisor about fun trips. I mean, we just got everything, John. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, these guys, I think everybody we have on today, we've never had before. And I have to say, the lineup that you've been putting together for the last couple of weeks is really exciting, because we've got some, you know, the, the whole point is we want to bring uh, to our audience things that they they want to do and things they don't, they've never done and they never even thought about. Well, the thing of it is, John, uh, as what my public talks about in my radio, or radio and television shows, everybody's tired of hearing about shooting turkeys and whitetail and, you know, catching bass. So what we want to do with our people, our fans, we're going to tell them stuff and teach them things that they can't even imagine that exist out there. And that's what it's all about, learning Having adventure, having fun, and getting outside. That's exactly right, Grizz. Not only that, is uh, with your guide company with, uh, was it uh, uh, Western Mexico? What was the name of the company, Western Mexico Guide? Uh, guide Services. Guide service. yeah. uh-huh. uh, virtually everything we're talking about today, we can arrange for somebody that wants to do it, no matter where it is or what it is. Exactly right. Okay. We got everything. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to have to go to a break, and when we come back, we're going to have uh, some pretty exciting stuff going on. I think we're going to start off fishing in Canada, but uh, you are listening to Fish Talk Hunt Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com, and you can listen to the show, whatever you missed. You can listen to it over and over. Chris, stay tuned. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors, 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz. Hey, Grizz. <laughs> Boy, we, we got some exciting stuff going on on the line yeah, with us right now. Steve we have uh, now. Steve Hidden, and I don't know if you want to introduce him or if we should let him uh, tell us what he does. What do you think? Well, Steve is a very important man for us. He uh, is involved with a magazine of musky fishing. In fact, he is only here waiting to do this radio show, and he's headed to Lake of the Woods in Ontario to teach people how to fish. Isn't that right, Steve? That's correct, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Oh, we, we love no, it. No, it's a pleasure. Hey, uh, tell us about musky fishing, and then tell us about your magazine and your school. Well, musky fishing is uh, very, very cool. It's you're fishing for the ultimate predator, the largest predator that is in fresh water. Um, you know, it, it's been said there's muskies and then the fish that muskies eat. Well, you know, sometimes that kind of gets you know people who fish for bass and other fish and walleyes don't care for that. But but really, muskies they tend to eat more suckers and panfish than anything else. Um, I think they get a bigger or a worse reputation than what they really deserve. But they're just the coolest fish to catch because um, when you catch one, many, many people get hooked on it. It takes a lot of effort sometimes to catch them. Um, you know, a good day is putting one fish in the boat. Um, I've had days where we put as many as 16 in a boat. Um, you know, I hope to repeat that someday, but I haven't in a long time. Uh, just fantastic. But 
you know, you're dealing with a fish well, that's tell, very big. Tell me the difference because there's a misconception, a difference between a northern pike and a muskie. Okay, well, a northern pike is a completely different species. They look the same uh, you know, with a profile, but the you know, northerns have uh, spots on the side, bean-shaped spots, and a muskie tends to have stripes. It gets a little confusing because they sometimes have spots themselves. Uh, the northern pike would have light-colored spots and a dark background, whereas a muskie always has darker markings, dark bars or dark spots on a light background. So that's the easiest way to tell them apart. But pike also inhabit colder water. Uh, bigger fish tend to go deeper. And the muskie tends to be more a fish of warmer water. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the stuff that's 70, 76 degrees is perfect temperature to catch muskies out of. Uh, Steve, quick question for you. Um, I live in California, so we, we don't know what, we, I've never seen a muskie. But uh, I know that they're big in the uh, uh, northeastern United States, the Great Lakes area but uh, where where all can you find a muskie well there are muskies in i believe 38 different states right now as well as ontario uh, quebec uh, new brunswick has them now um, they came in from maine um, <laughs> so or actually I, I take that back maine got them from uh from new brunswick it was a stocking that went down the st john river uh so they are quite uh spread or more widespread than a lot of people want to give them credit for uh but primarily though you're going to find them from minnesota east to new york and then south uh, to you know, Tennessee, Kentucky, they have very good mm. musky fisheries down there. Mm. And then north to um, into Ontario. Well, I know that I've heard there's a lake in Indiana called Brookville. And I heard they're getting pretty famous for their muskies there. Well, uh, Which Brookville is not a lake. I've never fished Brookville before, but I've fished a lot of the lakes in Indiana. There's the Tippecanoe chain, the Barbie chain, uh, Lake Webster. You know, Lake Webster gets stocked with six muskies per acre, mm-hmm. so it's a phenomenal fishery. Uh, Steve, when you're fishing for muskie, I mean, if you're uh, if you're going after rainbow trout, basically it's uh, mostly the ones you're going to find are stocked fish, and it's perfectly fine, you know, to catch them, enjoy catching them, and then taking them home. Uh, what about a muskie? Do you uh, do you harvest them, or do you always put them back, or, or are they worth harvesting? Ninety-nine percent, ninety-nine probably point nine percent of of true muskie fishermen really sell their fish. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's a. Uh, it, there's only so many of them in a lake because, of course, they're at the top of the food chain, and so they're rare to begin with. And the ultimate goal of every muskie fisherman is to catch a bigger fish, and they don't get you know stocked at 40 pounds if you want to catch a 40 pounder you got to release them when they're smaller and give them a chance to grow up right and so all musky fishermen you know everyone that i know everyone i've I've talked to we all put our fish back Uh, steve would you mind giving an idea about how do you fish for them i mean do you do you troll do you use bait or lures or you know how what's what's the most successful way to catch a musky it's kind of all of the above. You can you control for them. We use bait casting equipment um, for casting. Uh, as Grizz was, and I were talking about yesterday, uh, you can use fly fishing equipment for them. Mm. Uh, for the most part, you're using larger equipment because the you know e-socket species, you know muskies, pike, uh, pickerel, they can eat fish up to a third of their length typically. 
Well, you know, with a 40-inch muskie, that's a 12, 13-inch long lure. And in order to fish with something like that, you need to have the equipment to cast it where the equipment takes the brunt of the of the effort instead of yourself and so we tend to use heavier equipment with bigger baits so and like a, a 30 pound microfiber would that be what you're looking for you know with, with the with the braided lines um we're actually using 65 80 or 100 pound test wow. braided line and it's not because we're fishing for 100 pound fish i wish we were but you have to choose your line based on line diameter because that line is so strong for its thickness. And the 100-pound test braided line has only the diameter of 20-pound test monofilament. So in order to keep it from casting, or excuse me, uh, 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 you know, cutting into itself on the spool, if you were to get a backlash or for abrasion resistance, you know, if the fish rolls in line or if it drags your line across rocks and you're fighting them, it's good to have a little bit wider line so you get a little bit margin of error. Mm-hmm. Hey, Steve, I got a question. When I was fishing up there in uh, Lake of the Woods, also Clay Lake and, and Moose Lake for muskie, my guide, when I would catch him, would go and stick his index finger and his thumb in their eye sockets and pull them out and take the hook out and then release them because I don't kill fish. Is that a good thing to do? I mean, he says, oh, that's fine. It won't hurt them. But when I'm watching a big fish with somebody's finger and thumb in their eye, to me it doesn't make good sense. I want to hear your opinion on that. I absolutely do not grab them by the eyes. That is, you know, We're talking about a sight predator. You know, a fish that needs to, for the most part, needs to see. You know, there there have been instances where people have caught fish that were blind in both eyes, and the fish somehow still managed to survive. But, you know, why make it difficult on the fish? Don't grab them by the eyes. You can grab them by the lower gill plate. You know, you got to be careful if you don't put your hands into the gills, but um, it's referred to as the leech lake lip lock. Um, you slide your hand inside the gill plate, and then... You know, you have your fingers inside that, but your thumb is on the outside, and you pinch your finger against your thumb through the skin of the lower jaw, and then you can handle a fish very easily. Uh, the eye grab is just just not a good way of doing it. I mean, you're gonna you probably are gonna hurt that fish by doing so. Well, that's what I thought. Uh, you know, I seen him do it to muskie and also to pike. And he says, when you do that, you push hard, they don't move and flip around, and I'm like. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Yeah. You stuck your fingers in my eyes. Well, a quick question. You're talking about pike. Now, the pike is a, a very, uh, I would say, most dangerous predator. They've got, they got a, they got a mouth full of teeth, and they're sharp. Uh, what about a muskie? Well, a muskie's the same way, only the teeth are a little bit bigger. Oh, <laughs> a lot bigger. Yeah, we, you got to be careful with them. Um, you know, we do, I, I use pliers, the needle nose pliers that are 16 inches long to keep my hands away yeah. from their teeth as much as possible. Um, I also wear microfiber gloves when I handle them, you know, just to keep the rakers from cutting okay. the back of my hands hey, and to protect my fingers. Guys, we're, we're coming to the end of the segment, and we have to find out from Steve if somebody wants to go muskie fishing, how do they get in touch with him? Okay, you can uh, go to muskiehunter.com. It's M-U-S-K-Y. H-U-N-T-E-R dot com and uh, we've got a magazine we've got a digital magazine uh, we've got a television show called The Muskie Hunter and uh, we've got you know, quite a bit going on. Fantastic I appreciate that Steve, some interesting stuff and we really appreciate you taking the time to go with us. 
Steve Okay, all right. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. The best wing shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning. Three cases of shotgun shells. Even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizgear.com. That's support at thegrizgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz. Hey, Mike the Grizz. Wasn't that something about that musky fishing? Well, you know what? You know, I live in California, and you know these things are pretty strange to me. I've heard a lot about them, and you read a lot about them, but I've actually never even seen one. It's something also they do for uh, ice fishing too, isn't it? I, they're awful big for ice fishing. Normally, it's northern pike that get you on ice and yeah. walleye. Yeah. I've not heard anybody fish for... Muskies. Yeah. For muskies like that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we're so, talking we're talking about being good size. Well, how big you know how how big do they get? Well, let's put 40, it this way: 50 inches long. Whoa! So that'd be about thirty pounds. Forty to fifty-five. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's longer than my leg. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got short legs, though. I know I do. <laughs> it's a true story. No, no. Can't help it. Yeah. Six foot two and twenty-nine inch legs. <laughs> I mean, they didn't call me the stump when I was growing up for nothing. You got a firm understanding. Okay. Yeah. And let's see. Who who do we have on, Mark? Uh, just I left a message, so hopefully he'll come. Okay. Back. All right. But uh, now we're going to get uh, uh, get Mark on in, in just a couple of minutes, and with any luck, uh, then we'll you know we'll get him on. Otherwise, we'll uh, see if we can go over to Clay Owens uh, in, in elk hunting. So anyway, we're going to try that for a couple more minutes, and then uh, um, Mark, our engineer, is going to get somebody on the line for us. We know that. But of course, yeah, we've got a bunch of great guys on today, and uh, maybe there's a problem with the line or something like that. I just talked to Mark, and uh, he was all excited to be on, so I know that's not a problem. Well, we've got you on, Grizz, and what else do we need, right? Well, yeah, but uh, people get tired of hearing my same old stories again. I've never... <laughs> told some of my really neat stories, but maybe one day I will talk about well, hunting I've, in Africa or something. Well, I've, I've known you for a long time, and every once in a while you do come up with a new one. Yeah, well, I generally try to come up with stuff. Well, yeah, I've been doing this all my life, John. Mm-hmm. You know? All, all, never, all, all 30-some years, huh? I wish I was like that. <laughs> Believe me, I wish I was like that. That's well, you got what I wouldn't do just to be 50 again. <laughs> well, was your son is 21, 22? 21. Yeah. So you got to be so, you, you got to be at least uh, 40 then. Yeah, yeah, in the late 40s, I yeah. wish. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just. Uh, you know, been doing this all my life, so I've got all kind of stories. I've probably forgotten more stories than most people remember. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but it's some great things. I, you know, getting up and being able, being fortunate to do hunting and fishing all my life is just absolutely incredible. Clay? And okay. getting hey, to have the hey, television shows. Grit, Grizz, we've got Clay on the line with us. You want to bring him on? Who we got? Clay. Sure, let's get Clay on. All right, Clay. Clay. Clay, you're on. Right on. Right on. (laughs) How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you, Grizz? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing great. Really happy to get you on and start listening to your great stories about elk hunting. Yeah, let's, let's jump into it. We wasted a few minutes, Grizz and I, going back and forth, so let's jump right into it. Okay, that's fantastic. Where would you like to start? Well, I would like to start with where all you elk hunt and how many years you've been doing it. All right, so um, I primarily elk hunt um, Colorado. I've been an elk guide in Colorado for approximately 25 years. Um, I've managed 
a couple of the biggest elk hunting operations in Colorado, um, where I did approximately 120 to 150 elk hunts a year. Whoa. Um, just uh, really top shelf operations. I've had the privilege of being able to hunt some tremendous places in Colorado as a guide. Um, I really, I got, I got to tell you, um, that's a real benefit to being a guide because you may not draw tags in some of these really awesome areas, but as a guide, you still get to go experience some top shelf operations and get to hunt some really well, you know, you, limited you, entry but, type you, of hunts. And uh, how many days a year can you hunt? You kind of caught me off guard there. Um, yeah, so uh, depending on where you're at, um, you can really hunt from the middle of August to the end of December and even into January in some places. You know, Colorado's got a program called Ranching for Wildlife, which I was involved with on a couple of my ranches where we were able to hunt. Um, you know, really, we set our own season dates through the Division of Wildlife, and we were, you know, we it. It was dictated by um, the the amount of acreage that you had and your your elk densities, and you were able to you know set the amount of tags that you wanted to use, and set your season dates, and you could hunt them kind of at will. Um, the trade-off for that was the uh, public, um, the resident public, was able to put in for licenses and also gain access to that that property uh, as a draw program, and so it was a, a win-win. The landowners got to really get the benefit of of hunting and getting revenue for their property, and the the public got the benefit of being able to access private land during a set 10-day time period where they could hunt without bumping elbows with everybody else. So Mm. it's it's really a great program. Um, And depending on what ranch you're on, um, you know, some of the hunts are mid-August to middle of November. Some of the hunts are beginning of September to end of November. Some hunts don't start till later when the elk migration takes place and those ranches are hunting november december january so you know there's opportunity to hunt for quite a long time and it um it's a grueling time if you're a guide on those places you're hunting five six days a week I, i would guess in the area that you're hunting that you've got snow on the ground right yeah, a lot of the times in the late season, you've got snow on the ground. So um, that that November, December, January time frame, you're definitely hunting does that, uh, primarily. Does the snow help you find them? Um, it can. It certainly makes them stand out good. Um, yeah. And if, if, if you're able to track, um, you know, say you're looking for a one specific bull um, that you know is in an area and you get on a big track and you know it's him, you know, it definitely helps to be able to to uh, follow a bull like that. Um, awesome for tracking if you've wounded something. Um, the sn- hunting in the snow is awesome. It's always kind of special. But uh, really, my favorite time is uh, mid-September to mid-October when the bulls are bugling and the colors are changing and, and you kind of have that whole effect of visual audio right. and getting to see the bulls rutting and, and fighting and doing all that. I mean, that's that's the prime time. It's fun. It's an overall experience that's awesome, but i got to be honest with you, there's no bad time to hunt elk. <laughs> well, again, uh, you know, Grizz has been everywhere and done everything and hunted for things that I've never even heard of. But uh, to me, the ultimate game in the United States is probably elk. Yeah, you know, it's 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 definitely the most popular 
um, critter that we deal with. I'm also a full-time international hunting consultant with Outdoors International, so I specialize in mule deer and elk. But um, i got to be honest with you that the, the elk is definitely the most popular critter that we deal with. We have probably 10 to 1 um, calls for elk for anything else, over anything else. And uh, we book a lot of elk hunters. It's, it's great for me because that's in my wheelhouse. I know elk. And um, everybody who spends time in the woods dreams of yeah. a chance to go out and hunt elk in the high mountains, bugling bulls, yeah. you know, just, just experiencing that, that, that bugling and the you know the what the what the fall offers in the mountains is it's tremendous i mean it's a life experience and you just you you can't replace it with An- another else. quick question elk is uh uh, man, an elk roast is, you know, it's, it, there's almost nothing that beats it. So when you, yeah. when, when you go out on a hunt um, and you're able to take one, what happens then? Um, well, you know, obviously you got to, uh, you got to field dress it and pack it out, which generally speaking, that's when the real work begins. Um, you know, you're talking a seven, 800 pound animal that has to be broken down and packed off the mountain. Best case scenario on some of the private ranches I worked, um, we were able to access the areas where we shot the bulls with a pickup with a winch, and we just zip them onto the truck and go. No, that's but my a lot of Well, that doesn't yeah. count. No, that's that's my, not fair. That's, that's my kind yeah. of hunting. Well, yeah, for, I'll quick, tell you. A quick question. It, do, you, do you have to get out of the truck to shoot it? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. The hunter, everywhere I hunted and have guided, it's been, you know, really um, – it's 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 always about the experience, the spot and stock, the getting out there and getting involved with the elk and trying to you know play a chess match with those bulls when they're bugling and so forth, or, yeah. or just trying to call them in. You know, early season elk when you're trying to call bulls into range when it's you know they're not wound up in the rut. I love that time of year because the the good bulls, the bigger bulls, seem to be easier to get into shooting range for the most part without all the cows around them. So I, I prefer oh. to hunt herd bulls early. Um, but the experience of rutting bulls, if you got a rifle in your hand, is awesome because, okay. you know, then you then you can smack one, you know, even if he's got 50 cows around him. Yeah. You know, you can still, you've got the great equalizer Clay, in your hand. Clay, but, can, you, can yep. you help us out and give us some more information about how to get in touch with you because we're running out of time in this segment. Yeah, We're going to bring uh, Clay right back, John. All right. Uh, he's okay. he's going to go, and we're going to talk more about it. Okay. okay. There's well, a few things I want to talk about, and okay. we're going to keep him on for the next segment. Well, if that's very interesting guy. Clay, is that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay. I'll just hang out here. I'm, I'm doing some okay. emails, so that's cool. All right. All right. Well, uh, send me one. Anyway, you are listening to... Um, Fish Talk Hunt Radio, and we'll be right back with you. Tune in to fishtalkradio.com. Make Lake Hemet your mountain lake escape in the San Jacinto Mountain Range near Idlewild. The bustling summer season has left the lake quiet and peaceful, perfect for fishing, boating, and RV camping. Visit LakeHemetRecreation.com for details. That's LakeHemetRecreation.com.
If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Henneken and Mike the Grizz. Hey, Mike, and also uh, we've got we got play. play. Yeah, that was pretty exciting stuff. Elk hunting, you know, as we right before we left off, that's that's got to be uh, at the top of the list of, of any hunter in the United States. Absolutely. Well, I, yeah, I, I want to for him. Make a comment of an experience to tell Clay what happened to me once. And I'm sure Clay knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know, uh, Muddy Mountain, they're behind Casper Mountain in Wyoming, right? Clay? Yes, absolutely. Well, I was an early season, September 15th, bugling elk. And I had a dude from New York with me. And I heard this elk bugling, so I bugled back to him. I bugled, he answered, he bugled, I answered, and then it went dead. But I could hear that he was gaining to me. He was coming closer, but then when he got, I don't know, maybe a half a mile away, he quit answering me, and I said, well... I guess I screwed it up. So 
so I told my dude we were sitting in a blind. I'd made a makeshift blind out of sagebrush. And I told him, I'm going to bugle one more time. And if he doesn't answer, we're going to move. Because it's getting middle of the day, nothing happening. So we'll do it. Well, I let out that last bugle. And that animal came down with his head down into the blind. (laughs) I had never seen him before. The guy was shooting a Winchester 308 Model 70. Chip shot it and dropped it was a six by seven bull. And if he hadn't a hip shot that, I wouldn't be here telling the story. Wow. Yeah, you can never tell what they're going to do when they're rut crazed i mean i've had them chase me all around um run me into trees all kinds of different things and we've had some some definite near misses with with bulls that have just they've lost their minds they're on the fight they've got you know they've got they've got fighting and reproducing on their mind and that's that's all they see, and that's and that, so, that's that's how you learn to climb a tree like a monkey, huh? <laughs> yep, yeah, that's right. That's I guarantee you that. You know, it's not super common that they'll come after you like that, but it stinks. You're not out of the question. Yeah, well, one thing you know when you're elk hunting, when they're in heavy rut like that. Don't wear brown pants and bend over. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> yeah. to say, Grizz, I think that elk liked you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, no, he, you're, he, you're lucky no. he died. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't like me at all because he came in charging with head down. Yeah. There was yeah. none yeah. of this uh, courting. Yeah, you, you, you hear stories about guys getting too close to him. You know, a lot of places where it happens, say, like Mammoth Hot Springs or Estes Park, Colorado, or Banff uh, National Park, or, um, you know, the the tourists who don't really know, they'll, they'll get in their area and, you know, get whacked around a little bit and run over. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, it's uh, it, got, it gives them a little dose of nature, in my yeah. opinion. So, yeah. You know, hunters generally know how to steer clear of that problem and, and, and what to do about it. But, uh, you know, really we're we're interfering with with uh their natural process and so you know if you get too close you may get more involved than you want well it's the same with human you know you're sitting all cozy in a car with a really pretty girl and you're telling her all this stuff how much you love her (laughs) which is all lies but you got another thing on your mind and somebody knocks on the window i mean you go crazy too Yep, that's right. That's right. There, so, there needs to be no interruptions there. Yeah. Now, I have another question for you. All the right. The story is by the Crow Indians, also the Sioux Indian and the Shoshone Indians, the, about the ivory in the mouth of an elk. Now, is that canine type tooth? Really, Ivory? All of the information that I've ever heard, I've, I've heard both, but the, the scientific information that I've got is that elk, ivory teeth, and walrus tusks are the only two pieces of ivory on any North American game, and that they are, they are believed to, you know, they're in the area of a canine tooth, but they're, you know, at some point, Way back when they were a tusk 
type of a type of a tooth hmm. and so um you know that's way past my area of expertise if you want to kill one i can dang sure get you into that project but as far as uh what the teeth are um as near as i can tell and i've, I've read about it several times um they, they are real ivory um they they darn sure look pretty polished up and in a piece of jewelry i can tell you that much no, I've never heard of that. The Indians, when they kill a bull, and it's only the bull that has them, pull them and then wear them and say they keep the evil spirits away. Now, that's the crow, because I come from Montana, as you know, and also the Sioux Indians. So those yeah. Chris, works, yeah. I, I hate to interrupt, but we did finally find Mark. So why don't we let him join the party? Mark, are you there? I am. All right. Well, we've been in, uh, talking to Clay in your place, and he's doing a great job. And we're talking about elk hunting, and uh, right just uh, right now they're talking about the ivory and the elk. But uh, awesome. why don't you why don't you just jump right in and Grizz, if you want to do an introduction, and let's go ahead. We've only got about uh, four or five minutes in this segment, but let's see if we can take advantage of it. Well, Mark, uh, well, I've talked to Mark uh, today, and as we all know, as I figured out, he has a phone problem. But anyway, that's not here or there. We're going to take it out and shoot it after the show. But anyway, Mark knows everything in the world about hunting, where to go, who to go with, what a trophy is, what a trophy's not. And Mark has established a company that is not a booking agent I would want to call it, although he can set you up, but an experience company that his company works on experiences as opposed to a harvest. Am I, am I right, Mark? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, humbly, I accept your introduction. I probably... Never introduce myself that way, but you bet. We are a team of really good minds that know a lot, it, and that collective is, is pretty darn good at what we do. I'm proud of what we've built through the people that we have on the team like Clay. Okay, and so you and Clay do work together. Yep, Clay's one of our agents. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, now, Mark, is there any animal that you don't uh, provide hunts for? I, I always tell people there's only two things I won't do and can't do. I can't help you break the law, and I'm not willing to risk enough to talk to your widow. So if you want me to, <laughs> if you want me to help you put you in harm's way, I'm probably going to say no thanks. And if you want me to help you do anything illegal, I'm definitely going to say no thanks. <laughs> so there's no limits. If I want a zebra, I got a zebra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not really. I mean, there are countries where and and hunts where protecting uh, our vouch and our reputation. Um, we're just not in the guessing business, and so until I can look a client in the eye and say I know rather than I think, um, I'm going to choose to kind of bow my head and walk away quietly um, in that circumstance, just simply because. I just wouldn't ever want somebody to doubt my vouch. And so I'm going to always err on the side of caution. So I think the only time clients are ever frustrated with me is if I'm dealing with certain countries that predictability is impossible and those exist. 
uh, predictability yeah. as far as far as safety, as far as the animals, or what does that mean? Correct. Yeah, just the sophistication of the outfitters themselves. I mean, you know, any great outfitter can be made to look like a turd instantly by a bad guide, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, if I can't predict it down to the guide that our client's experience is going to be good, I'm going to walk away. And um, now, 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 bear in mind, I mean, if I have a good client that's worked with us for 10 years and I know his personality. He knows mine. I'm done proving myself. And he says, hey, Mark, don't worry about it. I know I know you just can't know for sure in this spot, and I'm okay with it, and everybody's transparent. I know the right guys to call, but I'm not going to ever do that with a new client or somebody who doesn't know us or know. It's just not worth the money ever to jeopardize our reputation. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. Now, what Grizz was talking about, it sounds like uh, you're multinational then. If you want to hunt in Europe or Africa or Alaska, you can, you can arrange that? Correct. Everything from the stand countries to the Arctic to the Antarctic to everywhere you can think about for almost every species in the world. Wow. Wow, this is a... a <laughs> do, you, do you have Marco Polos? We sure do. Yeah, yeah. There used to be eight countries, and now there's only two. And so, you know, it's one of the things that we're encouraging clients to realize is that some of the species that we used to hunt, it doesn't matter that, I mean, it's not about their populations falling off. It's about oppressive governments and yeah. anti-American and hunting sentiments. Um, but, you know, our opportunities are not increasing as hunters. They're decreasing. Mm-hmm. So for guys to kind of, you know, tackle their bucket list is a smart thing, and okay. we help them to set that multi-year calendar up. Well, Clay and Mark, uh, we're coming to the end of it. We've only got a few seconds left. So uh, why don't, uh, 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 Mark, why don't you go ahead and just get some quick info for anybody that wants to have an adventure in about well, ten, in can- 10 seconds. Sure. They can get a hold of us at godhunts.com. Outdoors International is our company, and the U-R is G-O-T-H-U-N-T-S.com. Got us. Okay. All right, guys. It's been very exciting. I've certainly learned a lot. You are listening to Fish Talk Hunt Radio, and we appreciate you guys coming on. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAHA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Henneken and Mike the Grizz. Hey, Grizz, why don't you go ahead and uh, uh, take off with our, our two guests. Inter- you know, I think they've been introduced, but give us a quick idea of what's going on, and we've only got a couple minutes to see if we can well, get more information. Well, the thing of it is, it's so, it's so important that everybody knows who these guys are. Uh, there's so many people nowadays that call themselves guides and outfitters that gets a four-wheel truck, puts a gun rack in the back, and calls somebody from New York and says, I'm a guide, uh, without knowing about it or anything. This, these people take the guesswork out of that. If you're going to spend $5,000... Or even a thousand dollars, you need to know by golly what you're going to get. And these guys are more than booking agents, or better than advisors. They are investigators. Am I right, Mark and Clay? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's said well. I mean, the other the other side of it, as an agency, we are all a bunch of hardcore get-after-it mountain archers, which is kind of the extreme of it all. So a bow hunter can help a rifle hunter on a good hunt. A rifle hunter has difficulty helping a bow hunter and speaking the same language, and no one is better than another. But I know if I was calling somebody giving me some advice, I'd want somebody who's kind of done it at level 10 if I'm interested in level 7. If I'm talking to a guy who's only done it two and bumped around in the back of the truck and shot stuff out of Africa that way, well, I don't know if I'd want to talk to that guy if I was looking for a seven. You know what I mean? Yeah, agreed, agreed. 
Yeah, I've been with some people, and they say, we're going to go out hunting, and they got a bottle of tequila and uh, the guns <laughs> in the back and a big spotlight back there and said, we're going to go out and get some deer. And I'm going, well, God bless you. I'm not going. Sure, so. sure. Yeah. I say it like this to clients. I mean, the reality is I have really not ever met a bad person that's an outfitter. They're all good people. They have a passion for the outdoors. But that doesn't mean that they brought with them a business acumen, a customer service background, and an ability to have follow-up and follow-through and do the office work that it takes to genuinely run that business. And the outfitters we work with have to have it all. They can't be a 6 out of 10. they got to be an 8, 9, or a 10. And our clients don't necessarily always have to be in five stars. That's not what it's about. It's about being in three stars and being told this is three stars. Why are you in three stars? Well, because it's a five-star critter hunt. The, the critters are big and the lodging's okay. You good with that? Sweet. Everybody knows what's going on. And then we get to be in the hunt explaining business rather than the hunt selling business. Because we got so many options. It's just about finding a good match. Yeah, that's great. Take the guesswork out of it, and like I said, give a service, but everybody's investigated first. I think right. that's the key right there. For sure. Because I hear so many people that think they are guides and that, and they're just chasing the buck, literally the paper buck, instead of the animal. And uh seen a lot of people get burned on fishing trips. And everything else, they want to go get a marlin. They just go running around out there where there aren't any marlin because they don't even know where the reefs are and right. uh, get $1,000 for it. And all they got was a boat ride. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Well, Clay is a prime example. Okay. Of Guys, we, of... we've only got about 30 seconds. Uh, and, okay. again, we want to make sure that people know who you are and how to find you. Okay, so yeah, they can find us at Outdoors International. We're one of the largest web properties in the, in, on the web in the hunting and fishing business, so we're pretty easy to find through a Google search and or just our URL. Our website is gothunts.com, kind of like the slogan, Got Milk. So G-O-T-H-U-N-T-S? Dot com, correct. Com. Okay. Yep. All right, well, that sounds pretty exciting. I'd love to go out with you guys sometime. It, uh, yeah, it sounds like whatever your dream is, you guys can fulfill it. Yeah, we'd love to be helpful what we do. Okay. Thanks, guys. We appreciate that. You are listening to Fish Talk Hunt Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to as much as you want. 